Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Cuz You Don't Know Football. Tim, I'm starting to get a little sad because you know the football season is gonna be ending, you know, <clears throat> next week. I know, man. And this week's Pro Bowl is doing nothing to solve that. Did you see that nonsense? I'm not interested. I don't even want to talk about that. I'm not interested in I, that at all. I saw a few few of the quarterbacks doing the target practice, but like literally nothing else. And I feel you, man. The football season's coming to a close. It's always a sad time. I'm just going to be sad for the, you know, until next year anyway, purely because the Cowboys have just shit the bed constantly. <laughs> so right. been sad since that game. Super Bowl is going to come up. It's and okay. then then it's going to be another I summer, you, just hoping things an happen. Hug, you know, from my heart, <laughs> I give you an emotional hug, you know. <laughs> oh man! All right, cool. Well, let's just jump, uh, basically right into it. So I feel like the the title of this episode should be like revisionist history, because we said some shit like this year, and down too. We videoed it. Yeah, man, we uh. Some of our preseason picks were um, a little bit off. <laughs> Didn't see them going that way. <laughs> That's <laughs> how like, I'm feeling about it. We barely That's even got some of the uh, the MVP finalists, um, you know, written down. So, man, I don't know what we were thinking. We're gonna have to do better at uh, picking these uh, these games and these uh, these winners <laughs> preseason. Right. right. Yeah. So we'll get to it. But so let's jump back for a quick second. So we had the title games, and I really am curious to see, like, a point that you want to make about each team. Just make any point, whether it be about in the game or what's going to happen now in the offseason or whatever it is, whatever your takeaway was from that game. <laughs> I really want to uh, just hear, like, a point from it. So let's start with the um, – Let's start with the losers. <laughs> so, so the biggest loser this weekend was probably San Fran. So, so give me a takeaway uh, about San Fran. I, I, I mean, they're a quarterback away from dominating the league forever. Um, we, I mean, we saw that. Look, I mean, they went what? Brock Purdy went what seven, seven and zero, oh, and then like literally the only reason he does. I mean, they may still lost to the Eagles, right? Like with Brock Purdy not getting if he doesn't get hurt. He stays healthy. The Eagles are, you know, as much shit as we've been getting, giving them. They they're a good team. But if if San Francisco has a quarterback that just stays healthy for the entire season, mm-hmm. um, I, with that team, I mean, I, I'm not looking at their contracts and stuff like that. But Kyle Shanahan has them just absolutely humming. Um, it was an unfortunate loss, but that team is good. Like they were really good. Um. So, yeah, so I think like yeah, this team is just this roster is ridiculous. But yes, yeah. I I tend to agree exactly one hundred percent what you just said. They're one quarterback away. My only thing that I'll take that one step further, uh, the 49ers need to go get Derek Carr. I don't think I I don't think that with this roster you don't need a top quarterback and you don't like need a top five or anything. Yeah. But but like I said, I like when a quarterback's in the top ten, like Matthew Stafford. I never thought Matthew Stafford was a top five quarterback. But I thought he was. A, I thought he was like ten quarterbacks. That I mean, he was in that conversation. And I think yeah. if if, the, if San Fran goes goes against Derek Carr, um, they'll figure out these two uh, young quarterbacks. <laughs> Not next year, but maybe the year after that. And and uh, I think they get their Super Bowl next year with Derek Carr. It's uh that'll be interesting. I mean, 
I'm curious to see what happens with Derek Carr. He obviously is a pretty good player. Um, never really thought about San Francisco getting them. I mean, they already have three quarterbacks on the roster. Like, what do you, you know, I'll be interested to see what they do with these three guys, right? Garoppolo is definitely gone. Garoppolo's gone. Yeah, I mean, we know that. But what do you do between Purdy and, you know, was it Lance, Trey Lance? Like, what do you yeah. do with them? Now, right? Like, you just what do you do with it? I'll give you an answer. You sit them down for a year and say, I'm going to evaluate you there while I go get my Super Bowl. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what you do with them. Yeah. So we'll see. So, all right, cool. Moving on to the other loser, Cincinnati. I I mean, look, I, I think they they played – like right now, Kansas City is just that big bully in the AFC. And they just ran into like it, it were bound to lose one. I don't really they still need Cincinnati still needs to improve their offensive line, right? Like they had what I think two of their offensive linemen were still um out in this game against the Chiefs, right? They scored, um, they ended up scoring 20 points in that game against the Chiefs, but I, I think that. Like Joe Burrow is a stud. I mean, when he says that his entire career is his window to win championships, like it's going to be them. Like we're going to see them in Kansas City in the AFC Championship like every single year. I, I think those two teams have pulled away from even the Buffalo Bills and those two quarterbacks, especially. Um, <clears throat> so, but I think offensive line, they they need to. You know, it's been a been a challenge for them. Was well, a challenge for them all year. They ended up getting real hot, played well, but um, you know, just they just needed to. I think that I think that picks them up, gives them an ability to just be more of a force on offense. Yeah. So what I feel about that, let me take the hood off on this one because I got something to say. Um, <laughs> you know, it might be just the defensive player in me. I always hate that the personal foul, the personal foul that happened at the end of the game, that yeah. got the Chiefs into the uh, into the uh, field goal range. I'm the kind of person I don't think that's a penalty. I don't like. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. If he if, if he doesn't hit Patrick Mahomes because Patrick Mahomes has not given up his body, he hasn't looked like okay. Yeah. I'm definitely going out of bounds yet. If for some reason he does not do that and Patrick Mahomes run up the sideline, that is exponentially worse and yeah. a result that you can't have. Um. Whereas him trying to to stop him from getting a yard because they're almost in field goal range, I mean, like I hate I hate that rule, and I feel as though Cincinnati should be a little mad at that penalty. Um, I never was a fan of of that. Yeah, penalty. yeah, man. I think I mean I think by the letter of the law, I agree that that was definitely a penalty, but it is tough in those bang bang situations where you know, especially at the end of the game with such, um with such, you know, repercussions, right? Like if they, if they don't get that 15 yards, they're not kicking a field goal. Like they, they, I don't think well, they, maybe they do. I don't know, but all I'm saying like is like, it's like 57 versus the, you know, 42 or whatever that he kicked. I, I feel like, I do feel like specifically with that game, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not always a, I try not to be one that says like, Oh, you know, the refs so won it for a team, but I did feel like a lot of calls went, Kansas uh, City's way, right? Right? Like, you, I just, I, no, hold on. Tim, we did not discuss that, but I'm telling you, yeah. I felt the exact same way. Like, they were getting a lot of calls. Yeah, yeah but, just, but that call sticks out to me, and I'm like, what did you want him to do? You know? Like, like it was one foot out. I don't think that should have done that, so that's here, no, man. Yeah. Here. Um, All right. 
I would talk more about it if it was my Colts, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but all right, cool. Let's go to um. Let's go to you want to go to stick to that game. Let's go to Kansas City. Talk to me. It's the winners. The winners. Yeah, I, I mean, look this this team just five consecutive home AFC championships. Like, I don't even know how they get better. Like, what do you do to get better? Right? Like, they're just. They find a way to win at all times. I mean, before the season, we were talking about, like, will Andy Reid and, and Patrick Mahomes be the same without Tyreek Hill, right? Like, how much does that offense lose? Nothing. Didn't lose a step. You know, doesn't matter. I mean. Just got further than when he was there. <laughs> yeah. That's all. You know, just, yeah, constantly doing it. What? So they're in what? This is their third Super Bowl in five years. Patrick Mahomes has never not been in the AFC championship game. Never. I know he's he's five AFC five home AFC championships. Correct. And this is his third Super Bowl appearance. Correct. He's winning one right now. So I, I don't even know, man. I mean, that team just I mean, we knew where they, we knew they were going to be good, but as long as Patrick Mahomes is there, I feel and him and Andy Reid are together, I just feel like this is going to be another um New England where it didn't matter. As long as you had Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, put whoever the hell you want in there. It does not matter what role player, like just put someone there. There, it doesn't matter. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna create the new Julian Edelman's, right? Like you, you know, and you know what? Now that you West say well, this year does feel like the year after New England went to was undefeated, and then now you lose Randy Moss and you lose uh Star Wars, you lose all these people, but somehow you're still back in the Super Bowl. That was a real good uh analysis right there. Like this really because I remember at the beginning of this year, I said this is gonna look different. Um, yeah, I don't think that this is like a, like a complete fall off, but this is going to look different, and it has looked different. You know, it still looks hella good though. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but like, so for me, so negating what I just said in terms of uh, what I said about Kansas City, um, I think that was the greatest quarterback performance uh, I've ever seen. Then I'm talking about Patrick Mahomes. That's my takeaway. So when you take taking the circumstances, yeah. uh, he's got he's doing a high ankle sprain, and I don't know if anybody's ever played with a high ankle sprain. Um, you can't. It's hard to move, and he's playing, and he's still doing what he's got to do. So he's got a high ankle sprain. All like all three of his top wide receivers, or if it's not all three, then two of the three got injured during the game. So. He still threw for over 300 yards. He still put them in position to win. And he still used that bad leg. You know what I mean? So it was within him. And I've never seen a situation where we talk, when you talk about injuries, we talk about an opponent that that had you've never beaten and you mm-hmm. lose it and you're losing all of your guys that you need to beat them, and then you still beat them. For me, that was the that was the greatest quarterback performance I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, dude just finds a way to win at all times. I, what I find insanely impressive and just – did you know all four of the Kansas City and the Bengals matchups between Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes have ended in three points difference? No, I didn't. I'm not shocked, but I didn't. <laughs> the Bengals won the first three times by three points in each game, and then the Chiefs just won by three points in this game. Right, right. right. That, that's how close these two – that's what I mean when – like there's always going to be some personnel updates and how to get better by both of these teams, but they're both so close in talent right now. And um, I think the chiefs slightly have the edge, not just because they won this game, 
Um, and I think coaching wise, I think Andy Reid's a bit better at the moment, but um, that, that the, like the Bengals are right there and it, it might literally be the next 10 years of those two playing in the AFC championship each year. <laughs> like, sounds, sounds about right. Sounds about right. I'm not even joking. Sounds about right. Um, just crazy because the Bengals, what, three years ago, like barely won three games or something. Like what was their record? The two years before. So like it was the year they drafted Joe Burrow because they drafted yeah. him. And then he tore his ACL. Oh, he got hurt. Yeah, they, yeah, he got they hurt. didn't win any, like they won like three or four games that year. Yeah, so, and they went to the Super Bowl and now they're and, just lost. And, and then straight to the Super Bowl, now conference title game. And it was, yeah, it's crazy. So, um, but no, yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, so talk to me. What about the Eagles? I'm going to need you to start on them. I'm, I'm as an Eagles hater, I don't have to temper myself on what I say here. But. Um, for me, my takeaway is, is I'm going to give myself a little pat on the back here. This is what I mean when I say when you have – when you win a Super Bowl, it's when you have a quarterback that's not getting paid. A top-10 quarterback not getting paid is when you win your Super Bowls because you can put a roster – around them and when you look at the Eagles roster my damn like it's like a little bit worse than San Fran I would give the nod to San Fran in terms of a total roster but like it's like they have like four pass rushers and I need and, and, and I'm trying to think of a team that I look at and I say oh they have four pass rushers the closest that I remember was like the Giants team that beat the, the Patriots uh the undefeated Patriots um uh, that year they had three, you know. Um, this team has four pass rushers, you know, and they have corners that Slayton is is you know what I mean. He's he's one of the top corners, you know what I mean. Uh, Bradbury is he's he's doing very well, um, you know what I mean. Their offensive line, like Joey Bosa, hold on, hold on, Lane, uh, what's his name, Lane? Um, can't think of whatever their right tackle is, uh, Kelsey's Lane. brother, Lane Johnson. Excuse me, Lane Johnson. Johnson. Johnson has a messed up knee. Joey Bosa did nothing against him. He, uh, yeah. he had no answers for him. So I'm saying even when they hurt or or what their weaknesses are very well covered up. And I'm like, this roster is ridiculous. That's my takeaway. This is what you put together when you don't have to pay. And this is why you don't pay a good quarterback great money because you can't do this. Um. Yeah, I, I, I mean, look, they, they're they're obviously a very good team. I was trying to just look at the stats. There's like some ridiculous stat out there, of you're we talking about that defensive pass rush, like the number of times those guys got to the quarterback versus like every other team is like that much higher. Like they're just absolutely dominating up front and making people. They're yeah, like, make, they're like a whole ten percent better than like every other team at getting to the quarterback. Uh, yeah. And, and and as an Eagles hater, I uh, you know, gotta give them credit. I think they they obviously had a great season. You know, undefeated for for so long, they battled some injuries. Jalen Hurts going down, didn't know what's go- that was going to look like. Um, I I do feel like uh, I, I'm going to say this, and I want to. There's probably stats out here to absolutely prove me wrong, but I feel like they had the easiest road to this the damn Super Bowl. <laughs> like <laughs> like <laughs> you're in that conference. Listen, I, I don't say I don't think anything bad in my NFC because I understand none of y'all really like like if there's a conference so for the world if there's a conference that really the four teams don't like each other 
it's no there every other team is a, a distant second because they all hate each other. So I know where that came from. It's okay. <laughs> I, I sat there, I sat there with a watching that conference game with a uh with a uh, a friend that's a Giants fan, and we just were disappointed the entire time talking about how how easy the strength of schedule was for um the Eagles. And, and and I'm probably just making this up, but I just felt like they played nobody all year long. Like I just felt like everyone was easy. <laughs> just cakewalks like just awful rosters, injured. They, you know, nobody. <laughs> the they was in the playoffs, didn't even play no playoff teams. You know, yeah, they played <laughs> they played overachieving Giants team, like overachieving. Absolutely Shouldn't not even have been they there. Beat, they beat the Vikings. Say what you want. They beat the Vikings. Like yeah, they, 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 they play literally Christian McCaffrey as a quarterback in the NFC Championship. Like what is what is happening here? So okay, but that happened once again because that pass rush put their quarter. Their pass rush put out two quarterbacks. <laughs> I mean, you like yes, you're right about that. But I mean. It's okay, Tim. Tim, it's okay. Man. I need. I, I very much need them to lose. We'll talk about the game probably next episode. Very much need them to lose this game because if I have to listen to them talk, those damn Eagles fans for another freaking off season. Oh my god, it's gonna be brutal. I'm gonna have to jump. <laughs> All right, we're gonna take a deep breath here. Uh, let's get into. Let's get into the the meat of this of this uh, episode. I told you we should name this episode "Revisionist History." Because um, where we are, where we start with this, you said either. some stuff, man. You was wrong. I was, I was, I was perfect. You see what I'm saying? You, said <laughs> you were, you were perfectly um, as wrong as I was. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, so we were looking, and um, actually, when we were talking about this show, this episode, we said, "Yo, did the awards come out like the MVP, Defensive Player of the Year?" And we were like, "Oh no, it's just the finalists." But then we then we kept talking. We said, "Oh, this is who we picked." So I figure, yeah. So so we yeah. So we we this is our preseason picks. We did not revise these throughout the year, and and as we were go through these, we're gonna we realize how poor of <laughs> of uh, selections we made. Um, yeah. So what do we we just start with uh Bahamas. start with uh, the, the MVP? We just go from there, right? So MVP is you know. One of the most coveted. As of right now, we have the – I think the finalists that I see here, we got Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, and then the one non-quarterback, Justin Jefferson, who had a amazing year. Um, amazing year. But, uh, yeah, so we, we – our MVP pick? picks. I gave you two. If I remember correctly, I gave you two picks. Who would you pick? So our, our, our MVP picks – so uh, <laughs> we both picked Josh Allen. So then we selected a second one because of, uh, you know, wanting to have some diversity there. But, you know, if there was, uh, you know, we had uh, different opportunities, right? Um, <clears throat> you at least have your second finalist, uh, your second pick as a finalist under Joe Burrow. I I, I picked, uh, so there we go. You got me there. I picked Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> so... Had a bit of a difference. All right, so in all fairness to your pick, though, in all fairness, I did think if if Green Bay beat Detroit in 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 that final uh, mm-hmm. regular season game, I was like they're going to make some noise, and it was because of Aaron Rodgers. So I I, I think there's a fairness that has. I, to- remember, I remember that conversation though. I was I was big I was big on uh more of it the the history of it. The Aaron Rodgers, that bad man. If he wins this year, if he were to win this year. Um, obviously he wasn't even a finalist, <laughs> didn't have the greatest year. Uh it would have been a three-peat, three consecutive MVPs. So 
-hmm. I thought that would have been uh, fun, but yeah, way off on that pick. Um, You know, he's always, uh, Aaron Rodgers always expected to have a good year and it just wasn't his. So who do you think wins this MVP? Are they, and let me ask, are they supposed to take into account the playoffs? I don't think so. Right. I don't, I don't think so, but I, at this point, I don't know. They changed up so much. I don't know. Yeah. It's hard to be like unbiased there. Right. Like if you see them playing these games, like, but go ahead. So, um, so I'll say this. So, so on NFL.com, the, uh, the finalists for, uh, MVP are Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, Justin Jefferson, and Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm going to be honest right now, and this is, this is, it depends on if you're taking playoffs into consideration. If we're putting playoffs into consideration, I think, uh, Patrick Mahomes, uh, for me, is it's kind of he kind of ran away with it, yeah. Uh, because with that performance against your rival who has beat you all those times, and to come out like that, injuries to you, to your teammates, and um, to ball out, I think Patrick Mahomes, I think Patrick Mahomes took the least and did the most. Yeah. That's what I think. I mean, look, if I, I agree, I don't think they're supposed to take playoffs into account, but I think in general, I still think Patrick Mahomes probably wins that wins that MVP. It, I think a close second there. I mean, obviously you have Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, and Justin Jefferson who had good years or great years, but I think Jalen Hurts, it could, if you're not taking into the playoffs, Jalen Hurts had himself a phenomenal season. If he doesn't get hurt in he lo- and, and, does, and doesn't miss, what was it, three games, mm-hmm. I, he may have just run away with it himself. But uh, I don't think Joe, I don't think Jalen Hurts was my number two. Uh, throughout the year? Throughout the year, I don't think Jalen Hurts was the number two. I, th- I think when you look at the Eagles roster, I mean, I'm not saying he didn't – he's not a key to that, but what I'm saying is that roster is crazy. Like, he didn't do the most with the least. I got – like, he had, he had the most. You know I, what I mean? I understand. But I'll go to Burrow. I'll still, go to Burrow. Yeah. I mean, I don't think you can go wrong with either one of them. I'll be curious to see how they end to come up. Um, I still think Patrick – I do think Patrick Mahomes wins it out of this list. I think so, too. I think we agree on that. Justin okay. Jefferson gave himself a year, but there's no chance in hell anyone gives a, a non-quarterback the okay. MVP. So, all right, it's cool. So that's what we think of the MVP. So let's go uh, offensive uh, uh, player of the year. So, <laughs> oh, 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 we'll start with mine here. Justin Jefferson, I think. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm getting ready again. <laughs> I think Justin Jefferson could win this one. And that was my pick. Uh, Justin Jefferson as the offensive player of the year. I, I think he, I think, I think he beats Tyreek Hill, but it'll be interesting with Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes. With Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes being MVP MVP finalists, and one of them not getting that, it'll be interesting if both of them get in. You know, if they win both, right? If Patrick Mahomes wins the MVP, does he win the offensive player of the year? But with that said, do you want me to reveal your pick? preseason or should you reveal your pick i think you should do it just take this shame with you um as you mentioned this you <laughs> you you were definitely fangirling preseason to make this pick <laughs> so my offensive player of the year pick at the beginning of the season was jonathan taylor <laughs> so, a lot of things fell off the wheels for us this year. It really wasn't a good time. You know how girls always say it's not a good time right now. It just wasn't a good time, you know, right now. So, yeah, that one was uh that was definitely <laughs> rough. Um 
Didn't he miss most of the season anyway? I feel like he was hurt the entire time. Definitely missed the last four. And that was because we're like, what are we going to be? What you going to get yards now, boy? You getting hits. I know. I just looked at it now. Looks like he might may or may not have toe surgery. So uh, won't be picking him for MVP next year either. Maybe oh, comeback man. player of the year. That's what you'll have to pick him for because he had, you know, the whole organization, man. We all had some hope too when Jeff Saturday won that first football game. Then he lost, lost what six in a six in a row. <laughs> Let's, let's just not talk. Let's just only let's not talk about the Colts right now. Okay, it's a little, it's a little tender still. Is hiring a coach yet? So the so their list on NFL.com for offensive player of the year. Their finalists are Tyreek Hill, Jalen Hurts, Justin Jefferson, and Patrick Mahomes. So yeah. who do you think is going to win that? This is one where I would like to see Justin Jefferson win it. I, I I think he had, as an offensive player, like one of the most spectacular seasons. Um, I just I but I again I find it tough. Like, are these like the the people that are voting going to vote someone other than a quarterback? Um, so like, how do you vote? I mean, I guess how do you vote? You know, Jalen Hurts or Patrick Mahomes as the MVP, and then say he wasn't the offensive player of the year, but. Again, I know you're looking at different criteria. So I think Justin Jefferson, mainly because um, I'm going to actually get one of these preseason picks home. <laughs> so. no, I, I think, honestly, I really do think you're right. I think, I think the only other player that has a chance on that list is Tyreek Hill. And he also had a crazy season and it looked, it looked yeah. amazing. Um, but I, I, I tend to think that you're right. And I would, if I was to say which season was better, I would say, um, Justin Jefferson was just doing things that like, like he was dominating teams, like single-handedly winning football games for the Minnesota Vikings. I mean, if, if for no other reason that he's taking down Randy Moss single season records. Yeah. And when you do that, you know what I mean? In the city, like you got to get points for that. Even if, even if it's like, all right, maybe the other person had more yards. When you talk about like, if anybody was to break like Jerry Rice's yards or something, a single season record in San Fran, you know, I don't, you got you kind of got to you know do give them that you know so so that's here nor there so then moving moving on we also did the defensive player of the year and we actually picked the same person it's just you're gonna miss it's just it's just who that person was doesn't really make sense right now um that was uh that one that 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 whole team and that whole show went uh the wrong direction as well they went down with the sh- we went down with that ship. So uh, yeah, so we we both picked Aaron Donald, um, which look going in the preseason. Going in the preseason, they're they're Super Bowl champions. You, I don't think they had like an insane. I don't recall like what their team looked like, uh, but it was I'm pretty sure the team was coming back. But that whole team just the the Rams in general, just the whole team just went south. Like they were just all done. Um, nobody cared. Super Bowl hangover was real over there. Um, and Aaron Donald, I, I don't even know what he did this year. I mean, sure, he had a fairly good season, but he was on a bad team, and we, we made a terrible pick. <laughs> this is what I say about the Rams' whole year. Uh, Josh McDaniels has one highlight as a head coach, period, in his whole career, and he's this is his second uh, stint at it, and that was beating the Rams. Yeah. Uh <laughs> It's so bad. I mean, it was so bad. Their their coach, 
contemplating retiring. He's like 33. <laughs> he's terrible. I'm so glad that he thought he was too good to be the Colts coach because that man is a terrible coach. But <clears throat> that's here and there. We picked Aaron Donald. Um, now, the finalist for Defensive Player of the Year is um, Nick Bosa, Chris Jones, and Micah Parsons. Which actually, that's the best out of all of the list. I think that's actually a really good list. Like, really good list. All, I mean, all three. I we don't necessarily know the Chiefs for like having this dominating defense, but Chris Jones is definitely an anchor on that absolute disruptor. Um, I, you know, as a as a, a fanboy myself, I'd like to pick Michael Parsons, but I just feel like that's Nick okay. Is, I understand if you want to, bro. I understand, I, and I'm uh, not. I'm not hold that against you. I'm not going to though. I, I do think it's Nick Bosa's. Like that dude is different. Like I mean, Michael Parsons' difference as well. I, I think there was a video of Michael Parsons throwing someone with one hand. Uh, Nick Bosa does the same thing. Just absolute manhandling people on the outside. Um, these big 340 pound tackles. <laughs> like I, I don't know. I mean, I don't have Nick Bosa's stats in front he of just me. But Nick he, Bosa just doesn't do it to Liam Johnson with a, with a bad Nick. He don't do it to him. But no, I, I do think Nick Bosa, we talk about the whole year, had the better year. But I think Chris Jones, when he did this, I do think Chris Jones' defense is the worst of all three of their defenses. And he's like, his, the next person who is like like they got what they Carlos Dunlap as their other pass rusher. Like it's not like a lot of talent on that defense. And what he took the most, that would be my argument for him. He took the least and did the most with it in terms of a defensive player. Um, but you know, I mean that's here nor there. And Timmy, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry about rushing. Even if we gotta run this back, I'll just do it real quick. All right, so don't worry about rushing. Um, yeah, I, I was trying to see real quick here if I could get their like stats <laughs> next to each other. I don't know if we have that somewhere, but uh, yeah, I mean, all three of those defensive players, we'll see what you know what what ends up happening. Um, who wins those? But but yeah, man, we what we need to do. I mean, the we need to do is find uh figure out how to actually project and pick some of these these things. I know I know they're future picks for a reason, but oh good lord, man. Good thing we're not actually betting men because uh we we would be losing all we'd lose our shirt. That's a, yeah we would I would not have front money. That's a fact. <laughs> lose our shirts, man. Um but so like I'm I was going to segue back into like offensive rookie and defensive rookie if you couldn't find yeah, we can go that. No, no, we can go into this. Yeah, it's fine. So we didn't pick. So that's all we picked. Next year we'll probably pick uh uh you know offensive rookie and defensive rookie. So the offensive rookie of the year. So now we're I'm just telling you the finalists. The finalists for offensive rookie of the year is Brock Purdy, Kenneth Walker the third, and Garrett Wilson. Dude, I don't know how you don't give this to Brock Purdy. Interesting. I mean, I, I have that answer, but interesting. I don't I don't know, man. I mean, he goes in as Mr. Irrelevant. I don't again around the a team around him. I completely understand it. But he he ha, he put I don't he put up phenomenal stats too. Like he had like three interceptions, like in eight games or whatever, and takes a team to the conference championship. I get Kyle Shanahan, the, the whole defense we just talked about. I mean, having Kelsey um really freaking helps, but 
I mean, I don't know. Who do you got there? Um, well, to answer your question, how do you not give it to Brock Purdy is because he he played six games and not 17. Um, so he, exactly. he didn't play the whole year. So so for the whole for three fourths of the year, he was a third string quarterback. We didn't know what he was. We still kind of don't know what he exactly is. But you know I mean, he uh, <laughs> he at least got on the field. But for me, honestly, um, I would probably go uh, Kenneth Walker, the third. Um, this was supposed to be a, a rebound year for the Seahawks, and they actually made the playoffs. So we we did we knew well. Geno Smith played better than we could have ever imagined, but the stabilizing force and and what you know allowed all this stuff to to go along. You know they had a running game that you know it was really hard to stop, and I would say he had more impact when I look at. All of this. So, like, the 49ers roster is stacked. And mm-hmm. when you look at the Jets, their defense is really what was pulling them because offensively, you know, they had – I mean, their quarterback situation was bad. So – but when I say the Seahawks, yeah, they had some defensive pieces, but they were winning games by figuring out how they were going to do it. And I think uh, Kenneth Walker the third was more integral in terms of I got to lean on him more than the other two. So that's my pick. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm good with the pick. I'm stumbling here. I think I just saw something on Fox sports that, um, Brock Purdy did win offensive rookie of the year. Oh, did he? I think, yeah. I mean, I gotta take a look. We'll look at it afterwards, but either way, I, I not completely understand, um, you know, look, um, that team up there in, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, yeah, the team up there in Seattle, uh, they, you know, they had themselves a run at it. You know, we, we had, uh, they ended up, you know, Pete Carroll ended up putting them together. Geno Smith might win the comeback player of the year. Um, but you know, I definitely get it. I'll have to look into the see if Brock Purdy actually won that, but, uh, okay, we'll see about that. Um, Yo, just so just uh, going back, I'm just looking at this a bit more. So that dumb website that says Brock Purdy wins Offensive Rookie of the Year, it's the NFL on Fox Offensive Rookie of the Year. So scratch whatever I said about that. Oh, so you're looking um, at spam? What you were saying? <laughs> you're looking at spam. Spam websites. Looking at that stuff. Uh, Quickly there, but man, what was that? That was dumb. <laughs> so, uh, all good. Okay. So, all right. So, what are we defensive rookie of the year, right? Yeah. So, so yeah, we're going on to defensive rookie of the year. The finalists for defensive rookie of the year were Sauce Gardner, Aiden Hutchinson, and Tariq Woolen. Actually, that's a pretty good list, too, man. That's a good list. You know what? For that one, because uh, I would I would actually rather hear your ranking of those of that list. Um <clears throat> I, think, I think we'll have the same ranking though, but like I do want to hear. I I think um I think it actually goes in order of the way you just listed it. 
um, to me, for me specifically, I, I don't know. I mean, I have a toss up between Sauce and Aiden Hutchinson. Um, is Aiden Hutchinson? I, I think it goes Sauce. Had, had good games, man. He had some three set games, and he was yeah he was doing his thing. Well, I think I just, I think I just saw here yet. Yeah, yeah, like nine and a half sacks on the season. I mean, he was drafted what number two overall. Mm-hmm. Um, he had nine and a half sacks all this season, forty-five QB pressures. Um, I think he had a couple interceptions as well. So, yeah, man. Um, but he was like shut down in. Um, he was a shut down, shut down cornerback in. Um, you know, he just made that team, that defense, so much better, dude. Yeah. Yeah, it's our sauce, man. Like I'm, I, I'm going to agree with you, sauce. I, I agree with you that it's sauce, Aiden, and then uh, Tariq Woolen. But Tariq Woolen, like, he was a late draft pick, and no one saw this coming. Yeah, from man, him. he was drafted, drafted fifth, number one fifty three. Yeah, so so that's a that's a steal, man. Like, um, but yeah, but like, yeah, Sauce, man, he turned the Jets' defense. He looked like he looked like the re the reincarnation of. You know what I mean, he looked he looked like the baby of like of of Darrell Revis and, and and Deion Sanders. I'm like, I'm like, who is this? Like, Sauce has been the man all year. So like, I yeah, huge fan of Sauce Gardner. Um, yeah, I, th- I think he's the favorite to win it. Um. But yeah, I I agree. I mean, he just absolute lockdown. I mean, what they call it, Revis Island. Like now you have Sauce has his own island. Like I don't know, you know, someone come up with something creative there. But Sorry. you just don't throw it at the kid. Like you don't throw Sauce Island. You just don't throw it at the kid, man. All right, Sauce cool. Island. So cool. So let's go over to AP Comeback Player of the Year. The candidates for that are Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey, and Geno Smith. So that this was actually a little interesting, depending on how you're looking at it. I know. Um, oh, I feel like it's Gino. Mm-hmm. Like, like the dude. I mean, we I know wrote him off. I know why you said that. Like we wrote him off, and he's you know taking this team, looking at playoff berths and shit. Um. I mean, Pete Carroll trusted him the whole way, and he just – it's like it's almost like he just like – he had this whole career that Geno Smith was never going to be the guy, and then just this year he showed up and he was the guy. Like with Saquon and Christian McCaffrey, we, we kind of expect it from them, right? Obviously had great seasons. Saquon Barkley literally was the only person on that offense that could do anything. Um, and then Christian McCaffrey gets traded and, again, ends up in a – on a great team, both offensively and defensively. And is, I mean, obviously it's the highlight there, but Gino Smith, like who the hell, you know, we, we thought we, when they traded away Russell Wilson, we were like, all right, the Seahawks have mailed it in and here they go, you know, putting together a season, a, a fun little season together. Yo, I told you, look, yo, on some real, on some real stuff, like, yo, they said, Gino, they wrote you off. And he said, we didn't write back. You know what I mean? And I feel like that's <laughs> been how he's been all yeah. year. Like all year. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I like I, there's no bad point with there. The only thing that I'll say, the only thing that I'll say is all right, so my pick is Saquon Barkley. 
And the reason for yeah, that is I mean, this was the best year Saquon Barkley had, and this was the year where he looked like he was that that person that the Giants can rely on and put the weight of the team on. And we and like the league has been waiting and talking yeah. him up to be that person. He never was that person up until this year. So his step back coming from injury and stuff like that to now you're looking at him and say like, dude, like, you know what I mean? Like he's the franchise. He's the face of the, like Seattle. I'm, I don't know if Geno Smith is the face of that franchise. Now we know the New York Giants face of the franchise is Saquon Barkley. And that's why I would pick Saquon as my uh, comeback player of the year. To- totally fair. Yeah. I mean, he had a great season. Just absolutely dominated. I mean, he was like the one bright spot on that whole offense. So, okay. yeah. So, all right, cool. So, cool. Uh, we, so we got two more left, and then and then we're finished. All right, cool. So, AP, uh, the coach of the year, the uh, for coach of the year, the candidates or the finalists are Brian Dable of the Giants, uh, Sean McDermott of the Bills, Doug Peterson of the Jaguars, Kyle Shanahan of the 49ers, and Nick Sirianni of the Eagles. Now that's a now that's a list that you could talk each one of those guys up. Now I will say this: I will say this. If we're talking about playoffs too, then Kyle Shanahan jumps a little bit more into that. But if we're just talking about regular season for me. Kyle Shanahan ain't really in this conversation. Yeah, <clears throat> um, I mean to talk about that. I think I mean Kyle Shanahan is uh, he's a genius. Right. Like, I feel like he is very good. He's, he's definitely special with what he does. Um, and he just operates differently. Um, the, the, the one that I've said, I think deserves it the most is because he took a ragtag team and just changed, like got him into the playoffs, Brian Dable. Like you have no idea. You have no, you had no idea what you were getting out of Daniel Jones. And now, you know, Right now, is Daniel Jones that guy? I don't know how the the Giants get rid of him. Um, I think he's coming off his rookie contract too. I, I don't think he's the quarterback they need. But Ryan Brian Dayball, he he'll squeeze every ounce of juice out of Daniel Jones, and he did he did this year, right? Like if if he still thinks he has the opportunity to grow, and that guy to be you know Daniel Jones to be the one to do it. But he took again, he took that team he he figured out how to win football games with that team and get them into the playoffs. Like they, it was a, on the same as kind of like the, the, the Seahawks was supposed to be just a rebuild year, not really many, much ambitions. And then here we go. You're like, wow, this team's, you know, they're, they're not the greatest, but they're playing good ball. Um, so I, that, that would be, that would be my coach there. I think he's the one who, um, I think he's the one that deserves that. Okay. Okay, cool. And and I think you're right. Like what Dayball did with Daniel Jones is like, wow. You know what I mean? That's that's definitely that damn sure was an uphill battle because Daniel Jones was terrible for like the, his whole career. Um my pick is actually I'm gonna go with Doug. Yeah. I'm gonna go with Doug Peterson. And the reason I'm gonna go with Doug Peterson is because the culture of Jacksonville has changed. You said you said that yeah. um, the Giants still need their quarterback. I don't know if they're going to actually move off. Of, they're probably not going to move off their quarterback. So they're not next year going to be better 
per se than they were this year. Yeah. Because they're not gonna move off their quarterback. They're gonna have they're gonna have that same situation and, and it's hard for them. If they had a quarterback, I would say listen, the Giants probably just changed their culture. But I don't think the Giants have changed their culture yet because they're gonna have the same quarterback. Yeah. Whereas the Jaguars, when you look at the Jaguars next year, we look at what the what that defense did at the at the tail end of that season of, of this season, going into the playoffs, looking at those wide receivers that you we can agree they're not good wide receivers. With that quarterback with Trevor Lawrence, Jacksonville, like you can't not look at Jacksonville and say, all right, early season, they're a contender for for a, a, a title game. You know what I mean? And I think we look at the fact yeah. that they, they get rid of Urban Meyer because they're just they look everything looks bad. I mean, he's literally you can tell he literally stunted the growth of Trevor Lawrence. And now Trevor Lawrence is mm-hmm. like, yo, he's one of the like. There's definitely not five quarterbacks better than Trevor Lawrence now, you know. And so he's gotten the most out of him. This team, he's gotten the most out of this team. And I think they got they're going to be a really scary team next year. Yeah, I, I think I think the last like six or seven weeks of <clears throat> the season, Trevor Lawrence was like the most efficient and the best quarterback in the league too. Like he was putting up the best stats. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm not, yeah, I, I couldn't, I can see that. I mean, I was looking at some odds here. I mean, Doug Peterson's pretty far down on the list, I guess you can say on in the, the odds makers eyes, um, with Kyle Shanahan, Dayball and Nick Sirianni being the top three, but I agree with you in that front. Like we already know Doug Peterson was a good coach, right? Um, he gets let go in Philly after winning a Super Bowl. eventually finds himself his home over here in, um, in Jacksonville and, and, and does again, takes a team that we just, you know, we had figured just weren't going to be any good um, and puts together an, again, a nice season for them and, and gets the most out of them. So yeah, I'm not, I, I'm good with that as well. I, I really, really hope Nick Sirianni doesn't win it. Just, we can, we just really need anything Eagles <laughs> to not happen. <laughs> well, see, I'm not going we'll to hold that. I'm not going to hold that against you. Um, <laughs> So yeah, so uh, that was that was that was a very good uh, uh, list of coaches right there. What they did. So finally, we got the assistant coach of the year. We got three candidates. We got Ben Johnson of the Lions, the Lions' offensive coordinator, D'Amico Ryan's now the Texas the Texans' head coach, but D'Amico Ryan's 49ers' defensive coordinator, and Shane Steichen, the Eagles' offensive coordinator. I know which one you're not picking. Uh, <laughs> I, if I'm being completely transparent, outside of D'Amico Ryan's, I don't even know who these guys are. <laughs> so, oh, okay. So you're gonna know. pick D'Amico? All right. So, so talk, you talk, because I can pick somebody else. Go ahead, go. I don't even know who they are. I mean, it, more than anything, I think if you take a look at these three, just based off of um, you know the teams that they're running, um, D'Amico already you know got himself a head coaching job, had one of the best defenses that we could see, and you just again. Um, I think just being able to corral that group of guys and making them become the animals that they were is going to put them in a good position to, to, to winning that, that thing. But if I'm being, it's just making shit up as we go here, because I don't know much about either any one of these three. I mean, other than like D'Amico Ryan's is, you know, talk about them all year about how good that defense was. And, and um, that comes from, you know, starting at the top. Okay, cool. So I hear you that, and I'm going to give you Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator of the Detroit Lions. So exactly what Dayball did with Daniel Jones, you tell me this isn't the the best season that Jared Goff ever had in his whole career. Yeah. Jared yeah, I mean, Goff looked scary. 
He looked good. Aaron Goff has never looked scary. Even as a number one pick, he's never even going to the Super Bowl. He didn't look scary. Like no. he was like this offense was so good. Like that defense, the Detroit defense is terrible. You know what I mean? They, they, they're literally winning games 32 to 28 every week, 35 yeah. to, to 30 every week. I think at one point that defense was giving up 31 points a game was their average. It was terrible. So what I'm saying is Ben Johnson, that the, the offensive coordinator put that offense, that offense, that Lions offense in a position where they're able to put up that many points and turn Jared Goff into a quarterback that you got to respect. Okay. So I have a point for, for, for Ben Johnson and I'm going with him. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. I'm good with that, man. I really wish the, the Lions would have pulled off that, that, uh, that, uh, I wish they would have made the playoffs. Um, damn Seahawks winning that game, even though the Lions go in and beat Green Bay, man, we, um, that would have been great. No, I, I agree that that team at any point could score on you, which was pretty incredible. So sounds good to me as well, but we'll see. Uh, we'll see if any of these picks are actually right or, you know, we're just spitballing and we were wrong just like we were from the beginning of the season. Now at least we had some focus. That's the fun part, but that's the fun part about <laughs> it so early. It's like, yo, you think you know something, huh? Let's hear it. Let's put it out there. Let's talk about it. But <laughs> yeah, that we were really, that was, that, they were really bad picks. I'm not going to lie to you. Ah, right, cool, man. Well, we got just about a week. We, this is, listen, we talked wow. Super Bowl. Listen, this is the Super Bowls right there. We didn't even talk about the Super Bowl, and this episode was like this. Jim, I think we did something. No. This. I got this time. What's that? I, said, I really think we did something this time, man. We, yeah, we, let's, we let's get – I got a question, though. Are you watching this Pro Bowl game on Sunday to get your football kick? I believe it's – Flag football? Did I hear that correct? Two-hand touch or something? <laughs> are, are you asking me, am I going to watch Tyler Huntley be one of the uh, – <laughs> Tim, I'm not giving a thought to watching this, this Pro Bowl, okay? There's no part of me that wants any part of that Pro Bowl, okay? Go to Vegas. There are tickets for 35 bucks. Well, that's a lot different. That's a lot different. <laughs> That's, that's, that's a different conversation completely. <laughs> I didn't know. I, I forgot they were even playing a game. I saw, like I said, I saw some of the skills competition last night. I was like, oh, Pro Bowl's on. Like, didn't even give it a thought um, that it was coming up. I did yesterday look at some of the the replacements that that had come in because it was so many people were scratched and it was like. Everybody wants to play in it. It's no incentive. It's no incentive. No. All right, cool. One more week. Football. So so once again, thank you, thank you guys for uh, tuning in. Uh, we always appreciate you. Please like, please share, please talk about us, give us comments. We're gonna get back to you. We always we love we love the support that we've gotten and we've, and we've grown so much because of you guys. So once again, Tim, sorry to tell you guys, but you don't know football, man. We both don't know football from uh. <laughs> I'm not admitting to this. (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Well, that's a good one, man. All right, man. You have a great day. Take it easy.